Welcome to the September edition of the Mortgage Strong Podcast, everyone. Glad to be here today. Got a really special guest, really uh, important person in my life, close friend of mine. We've done a ton of stuff together. A lot of it we don't really need to talk about, <laughs> probably in a, in, a, in a public setting. But I've got the CEO of, of Roof Connect, and we're going a totally different direction today. This is not going to be about mortgage and, and, and not all about what's going on in the loan business right now. But it's going to be a little bit about leadership styles and, and, and again, a good friend of mine and the CEO has been ultra successful running a company. And really cool thing is we both run our companies to get, you know, similar in, in uh, Sheridan, Arkansas, small town. So excited about that. Excited to have him. So without further ado, David Workman, welcome. So glad you joined me. And, and like I said, David is the, the CEO of a, a national roofing company. And uh, they they do a tremendous amount of work. They're all over the place. And one thing, though, I admire, and which is important to our first trust listeners and our first trust people, is home is home to him. And, and he's got this company, and the company's here at home. And they support local, just like we talk about one of our mottos is local and genuine. Again, it doesn't matter if you're in Benton, Illinois, or in Arkansas. We're supporting local. And David and his crew are just so, so like that so with all that said david you know welcome thank you for joining and uh the the first thing i kind of wanted to ask david is how does a company you know the size of roof connect and that deals on a national level with with other large large companies end up in shared in arkansas really good question glenn thanks for having me it's really an honor to be part of your podcast and thanks for to including me today yeah, it, you know, I kind of stumbled into this business, didn't really plan to be in the national roofing contracting business, but uh, I was working for another company or working for a company and uh, they were based in California. And uh, we had just a lot of challenges with the workforce there that we had. And, and I ended up supplementing that by hiring people here in Sheridan. And then uh, eventually the opportunity came for me to take over the business. And I knew from the beginning where I wanted to be. This is my hometown. This is where I grew up. It's the quality of people in this this area that we're able to hire is, is is was really important to me to build this business here in my hometown. And and I, I'm sure like you think, uh, being able to give back in your hometown means so much. I mean, um, getting to do things to help the community, whether it's a car show or a barbecue festival at Timberfest or something at the school, it, there's always plenty of opportunities for us to give back, and it means a lot to our employees to do so. Yeah, I agree totally. And one of our big deals here, we do the same thing and it's it's really cool. So kind of relate your business to to the current state of the economy and the and where we are in mortgage. So everybody listening here, whether you're title, realtor, mortgage, or just fellow friend, we all know where mortgage is right now. You know, rates are up, 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 down, up, 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 down. It's a it's a tough market and, and we've seen maybe layoffs, we've seen you know, some some consolidation of companies and and it's it's just been tough and and which it also creates opportunity, you know. So there's a lot of ways to look at it. And I don't really dwell in the negative. I try to find the positive. But in, in your your industry right now, are y'all in a growth mode at Root Connect? Are y'all holding steady or how, how is y'all's industry right now? We've been really fortunate and a lot it is because of our people. We have really great people and we've been able to take some of the stuff that we're doing in roofing and, and get into other disciplines with it. Like we're now in the paving and we're solar as part of a roofing system. So now we're getting into solar business and We've been able to, to find a lot of opportunities out there outside of this roofing so we don't have all our eggs in just one basket. But I would say the roofing, paving, uh, anything in those disciplines that are construction related, we're typically going to see we're lagging behind mortgages. So we're tip we're really busy now from from 
the economy being really strong and we're finishing up a lot of that backlog, but we're already pivoting because we know people are gonna start, they're not gonna start re-roofing their buildings, they're gonna start doing repairs on their buildings. So maintenance becomes important, long-term you know, plans for their buildings, their assets. Uh, and sometimes in our market, you're going to see maybe retailers aren't spending as much money, but maybe big distribution or big box uh, warehousing is. So we kind of have to pivot sometimes to our customer base, depending on what's going on in the economy. Absolutely. absolutely. So just being diversified in what you do and, and knowing when to change and when to pivot, like you said, which is really good. And, and that's what's happening in mortgage right now. Uh, 2020, 2021, best best years in the history of mortgage going into 22 and 23, which have not been the best uh uh, years in mortgage now doesn't mean that you can't still be successful and it, it, it's that pivot and you got to be nimble and know how to adjust and adapt so you know at Ruth Connect and, and, and David I didn't ask about how many I don't put you on the spot exactly but how many on staff do you have at Ruth Connect or you can just say all of them because you've got multiple companies and that might be a harder question but yeah we probably um, with all of our companies combined are looking probably in the 150 area. Um, we probably employ in the community uh, in Sheridan uh, or close to Sheridan. Uh, we probably employ 60-ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, the rest of them would be remote. Um, but, you know, you kind of talked about pivoting and obviously COVID was another time we all had to pivot. And, uh, you know, that's that's a, that's another thing that I'm thankful for for our workforce is we were able to manage through that that fairly easily. Uh, so we're always as business leaders looking to, to how we're going to pivot and how we're going to change and try to see that change before it gets here. Yeah, cool. Cool. So so, you know, talking about pivoting and talking about having let's say 50 to 70 in different various offices that you have around Sheridan and then, you know, another hundred or whatever remote or in, in different states. What leadership style do you and, and your other leadership, you've got a good group of leaders down there. I know, I know a lot of your leaders and respect the heck out of them. And so what do y'all, you know, what, what style do y'all, y'all go for? That's, that's really, uh, that's really interesting question. And it's something that's definitely evolved over my career. I, I would say I, I, I would be embarrassed to go back and hear some of the David Workman conversations when I first got in business 20 years ago are running this. I've been thankful to run Roof Connect now almost 20 years and and build the other businesses, but it, it took a long time. I, you know, you see why so many businesses don't make it through the first five five years. And, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, really for me, it's been surrounding yourself with good people and then learning to let those people lead and, and not getting in their way. Um, to, what's the old adage? To surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. I, I've just been blessed to get a lot of good people in the right spots and let them run. And I used to be such a micromanager, I couldn't do that. And I, you know, I'd come over the top and say, "Well, we don't need to do this. Let's look at it this way." And that really, I've learned that really frustrates people. So I, I really like to give people the ability to, to if we all share a common theme of how we want to lead and how we want to treat people, let them go and do that. Are they going to make mistakes? Sure. Did I make mistakes? Absolutely. Tons of them. Yeah, it's so funny talking about that. And that's something else David and I have in common. Y'all heard me say on the podcast many times, we're excited to start 20th year. And for a, a, a mid-sized to small mortgage company in in, in this world, it's, it's crazy to hear that you make it 20 years with 
with just consolidations and buyouts and murders and everything that happens. And and him and I very much share. There's no way I would be where I am and first trust would be where we are without having, you know, people a lot smarter than me. And and you talk about this in life, and David knows I I love, love, love to coach. He's seen me coach a lot and he's seen me at some of my work coaching moments where where I was, you know, ready to get on an umpire, get on a kid too hard or whatever, because I'm pretty intense. And it's just the same way as a parenting as running a business as far as blend coaching the maturation that happens over the process of your life is what i think sets businesses apart and what sets business leaders apart and and just like david said early on gosh i, I remember slamming doors and kicking desks and just being overbearing and saying words that you know i wouldn't want to say in front of my wife and it's, it's so fun now to, to see you know, hey, okay, we made it through that. And I've been so fortunate to surround myself with people and trust them the same way. But it's it's a true maturation. So anybody young out there, you know, listen to this and you think, well, Glenn or David, you know, they, they had it easy. They got this or that. David and I are, are real similar too before we started. And and not to throw David under the bus here, but we started with nothing. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing for us to start with. There was no roof connected, wasn't built you know, and sitting there and somebody handed the keys to David, there was no first trust, you know, and, and so hard work, maturing, and listening to people that are around you will always help you in everything we we, we do, and it's, it's just something that I've had to learn, you know, sometimes over the course of maybe losing a great person, because I didn't do the right thing as far as my, as far as my mental state, and I'm so happy to be where I am, and another thing I want to say, guys, about David and my relationship, we're in totally opposite, uh, of businesses, but we are in a customer satisfaction. No matter what, David is ultra concerned about his customer. That's number one. We're in a people business where he's just as concerned about his staff members and his family members at work as I am. And we're able to actually share things and bounce things off. And, and it's really cool. And I also recommend any other leaders out there listening to this, whether you're a whether you're a branch manager of a mortgage company, you're a CLO, see, find somebody in a similar role in a different industry. And, and be able to talk to them and see, and, and you may hear stuff that you don't want to do because they've had shortcomings, but it's really good. They did not do that a lot. I mean, it might even be as something as, as small as a uh, health insurance or something because we all have to have it. And it's, it's kind of a, a, a big deal and, and it's something really, really cool. So David, talking about Roof Connect, you know, in the mortgage business, everybody's recruiting everybody and everybody's knocking on doors. And, you know, I've even hearing stories right now in title companies where people are walking in title offices that look to, to, it's so disrespectful, but they're putting offers on tables in a person's office, you know. So in, in that happening, and everything's the best and we got the best culture. It's always say the C word gets thrown around a lot, but, you know, culture in, if you're really local, you're really genuine and you really care about your people means something. What, what best describes Root Connects culture? I'll answer that question. I'll first say about your coaching. I've seen very few of those moments where uh, where you were out of control coaching. I think uh, uh, I learned by coaching with Glenn that I was not meant to be a youth sports coach. So I learned that lesson real quick. Glenn's got a special talent and gift for, for coaching kids. And uh, so uh, I was lucky to have him around me helping me from not throwing ridiculous fits. But anyways, uh, culture, everybody throws around culture. You can't fake culture. You either have good culture or you have a bad culture, maybe somewhere in between sometimes. But 
I think, you know, for us, it is, it all starts with our people. I mean, it has to, and, you know, we, in our business and everybody's different, we're not big on non-competes. I mean, we have people who either want to be there or they don't want to be there. And, you know, I know it's different by different industry segments and sometimes they're required, but, but we're really big on that. We're really big on trusting and, you know, setting out so my leaders do a great job of this, setting out clear expectations of what we're looking for in that person and holding them to that. And if they do that, then we're both winning and everybody's happy. You know, we're, we're able to be flexible with them. And, and, you know, the thing I love about where we're at as both of our companies is being in a small town like this, where there's such great people uh, to, to hire. And, you know, we live out of the big metro area. So we're able to get people that can take off and go to school and see their kids. And, and so we're just able to attract really good people, which helps set the culture. But I think just, looking for ways to give back. Um, you know, you do it. I think we probably stole that from you, the fill up Friday sometimes where we'll, you know, let everybody go, you know, pick some people in a department and go fill their cars up or, or, you know, we're pretty good about letting people go early on Fridays. Just we, uh, we have somebody to pick the phones that week and let everybody else go. And so we just have a lot of good things like that. We try to look for, because I mean, work can be a grind enough, you know, you want to find those things that, to make it more fun. I think next week we have a theme week. Every, every day next week, we're kind of matching with homecoming here at our local high school. We're going to do our own theme week next week. And everybody's excited about that. So just little things like that can go so much uh, to helping build a culture. Absolutely. Because it, it, A, it shows, it shows care and it creates compassion for each other. And, and it's such a big deal. And and talking about maturation and, and David, don't remember me getting too hot and bothered under under uh, my collar coaching, but I'm coaching 11 year olds now, David. And uh, I actually had a parent the other day. I was out there and I was coaching them last Sunday afternoon and very calmly going through some mistakes they were making. And they're like, where did Lynn go? You know, so I'm like, why did the camp go over this? But it, it, it's really good. But yeah, the, the culture word in our industry, David, gets thrown around so much. And I see these things on Facebook. I'm at the best mortgage company that's ever been. And this is why and six months later, it's a new company is the best mortgage company that's ever been. And it's just un, unbelievable to me that maybe America as a whole, maybe it's values, you know, and, and everybody's values aren't the same. They don't need to be the same. That's why we live in the greatest country there is. And there's freedom. But Right's right and wrong is wrong. And doing the right thing every day and be able to sleep at night just goes so far. And, and I think that's something that when we're looking for, you know, workforce, we're looking for people that it's more than a job. We're looking for people that can make a difference. Uh, we're fixing to do a contest here, David, with the whole company on some on some cost-cutting approach and, 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 and get a winner. But everybody in our company, just like everybody in your company, because I've heard you talk about it, they have a seat at the table. They mean more than whatever their job title is. And it's so important to me, and especially more than people listening with the with layoffs going on. It's the hardest time ever. And, and so that's just something when you're going to work with somebody, you're going to work with somebody, because we always talk about we work with people, is make sure who you're you know you align with them. And and that's not just culturally, but that's your values and morals and 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 not everybody's meant to be for everybody. So make sure it's more than about the dollar. You do everything right every day, and your company does everything right every day. That dollar will show up because again, we do live in a free country that creates so much opportunity. So I don't want to get into political soapboxes, or I don't want to start preaching to anybody. So David, I'll just keep kind of going with some questions for you. That something that maybe in my late, you know, my past life I struggled a little bit more with is that work-life balance. You know, we create these. Uh, 
these companies and we love them so much and you wake up and you're everything's about the company you know and you're married to a wonderful wonderful lady i've known for a long time that uh you and i both out kick our coverage you know, <laughs> the good lord just <laughs> looking down on us you got two great daughters uh both of them have graduated from the University of Arkansas. Alicia, David's oldest daughter, is in grad school right now, uh, Alabama. And Laura started uh, grad school uh, just this fall uh, at Arkansas. Great girls. They've done a heck of a job raising them. But how have you done that and with your work-life balance and, and building what you guys have been able to build, you know, in your, in your different companies? Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of that is about benefit of my friendship with Glenn is just being there for your kids as they're growing up. And so when you recognize that, you, you also need to push that to your people to recognize that the people that work for you is, you know, there's certain people I'll drive by and see them working. I live close to the office. I'll drive by and see them working late at night and I'll catch them the next thing. And why are you up here so late? I mean, you've got kids, you need to be there and, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, but but I don't need you here. If there's something else somebody can help you do, let's figure it out. Let's not be here all the time. It's it's important to have that. I didn't have it when I was early growing the business. It was really difficult. But the one thing I never missed was something that the kids were doing. If there was any way possible, I could be there. Uh, so I, it's real important to have it because if you're going to turn around and work 25 years of your career and realize that you don't have anybody around you if, if you don't spend some time with people uh, as you go along. And it's just important to just get out and be away from everything for a little while because we live in enough pressure as it is. I mean, you know, we run around now with cell phones that can do anything. It's in, you know, 20 years ago, we both got started in this business. We were lucky if we had a flip phone, you know, so uh, now we can do everything right there from that phone. And when it comes in, message comes in at night, it's really hard not to just respond to it right then. And so it's those kind of things that, you know, we really encourage our employees, to, you know, not to, to make sure they've got that good work-life balance. You have to. If you want to have, in, in, in my opinion, anything, and listen, money makes the world go around, and, and we all get up every day to go make money. But if you want to have longevity in anything, you don't want to get burned out in anything, or you don't want to miss something that you don't even know you're missing until it's missed and gone, and that's the raising of your kids, you know, you've got to set boundaries. And, you know, the only person that set those boundaries really is you, and you need to be at a place that encourages you to set those boundaries, you know? Uh, Camden's our, our marketing director and she and I think she'd be the first one to say one thing we're big here is kid first kid first and you know in my travels I've been all over the country chasing kids you know and I wouldn't trade for anything now that I've gotten a, a little older or in some people's eyes a lot older uh, I don't I don't regret one minute of missing a day of work or missing a call or something now i miss very few you know all you people know we you know we work work but if hunter had something carly had something and me and you've been so many places with carly lord alicia and Tyrion, mm -hmm. you know and all that so i encourage that too uh so so much i think it's so important to do that i just had a, a great meeting with uh one of our our young uh family members here who knew mama and we're talking about different ways to make her or allow her to not miss certain things, but also to kind of be able to do what she wants to do. And it's important, uh, so important. And, and 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 you don't get that chance back. You don't get that time back. Just two things. One thing I for sure I want to add is that I didn't mention earlier was we think things I wanted to add was that, um, you know, as business leaders and, and, 
you know, I'll, I'll speak to my competition. I, I probably know a little bit about your competition from being uh, being around you a lot, but but the, our companies, when I look at a lot of the people I compete against, they may be owned by private equity or they're owned by, you know, a bunch of shareholders or, you know, and all the decisions they make have to be considered around those kinds of people. And I think what's really cool about companies like yours and ours is, is we're able, somebody's able to access you and talk to you if they've got a problem. Um, you know, it's, you're not just a number and, you know, I like to be the same in our company. If somebody needs to talk to me, I have an open door policy, um, you know, that I'll be happy to talk to them. I usually want them to try to work it out with their direct report first, but if they've got something they just don't feel like is working, I want to know about it and be able to help them. And I know you're the same way. And, and that's something really important uh, when you look where you want to be and where you want to build a call, how you want to see a culture work. And, and so that's something that I thought was really important that I come back to and, and said, because I think it's really important that we operate businesses that people can access the leaders and decisions can be made a lot quicker that way than when you're going through a lot of different channels. Yeah, and, and, and absolutely it differentiates, you know, your company and my company from some other companies, which is what we want to be. And even we talk about this all the time. We have growth goals. I know you guys do it too. You got to have goals and you got to have data. But there is compassion in some of our decisions, and there's part involved in some of our decisions on, okay, this ain't the best right now, but how do we turn it and get it to the best? It's not just a black white. Right. We have gray in our decision making. I think that's so important. And for any of you guys out there, and there's going to be, you know, a lot of people that deal deal with David and his company, y'all are when you're looking for employment or you're looking for guidance, think about all these things because we're going to share this on his pages as well. So there's going to be more than just mortgage and title and real estate. But these are things that do separate. There's not a big board sitting behind the curtain that's easy to make decisions because people aren't real. Like they said, they're numbered. And I think that's really important. Uh, does, does David and I and David's leadership team and my leadership team make all the right decisions? Absolutely not. You know, uh, but we do the best we can every day. We sleep pretty good at night because of the decisions we make. You know, David and I both are strong in our faith, uh, something that you don't talk about a whole lot anymore because the world will cancel you, it will cancel us because, you know, we're God-fearing men and, and we make all of our decisions starting there. And then, you know, mine kind of run through my wife. And I know David's real similar the same way from that point on. And then in my leadership team, and we're all, you know, got the same common goals. And, and when we hit those goals, we're not moving our finish line. We're not trying to raise the goals again. You know, we hit something and we're trying to go somewhere else. And, and I think that's important, too. And it's so important to communicate all those things I just talked about. I think it's important. I pray before every sales meeting we have and before every ops meeting we have. And I think that's important for our company and for, for honestly, us as a country. But for me as a person, that's the type of leader I am. I don't need to hide that. Does it mean that's right for everybody? But but that's okay. That's why we live in America. So I think that's important. So, Dave, let's finish up with something a little more fun. Uh, we've been grinding on the business side, and I've been pounding you with questions. So all of my crew lives in pretty much, except for uh, our, our lock desk marketing lady. She lives out in Utah. So sorry, Sierra, you're not a part of this. But for the most part, all of our group lives in SEC country. Uh, David and I, just for our, everybody listening, we're huge football fans. And all my Tennessee group, for the most part, they're ball fans, Rocky Top. And I'm sorry, Florida did it to you again down in the swamp <laughs> last week. Uh, and, and you know, we're Hall fans sitting here in Arkansas. We've got huge Bama fans. We've got huge LSU fans. Well, tomorrow, David and I are going to uh, – 
to Baton Rouge and for my LSU fans listening, and we're coming off a loss to BYU. I think we're going to surprise y'all. So uh, I think uh, y'all better watch out. And, and it's going to be really cool, too, for my Bama fans. It's the, it's going to be a, a deal tomorrow. Is, is Kiffin going to get – is Kiffin going to, going to be, you know, Daddy Nick? So one thing I'm recommending, and Dave and I are laughing at each other right now because we get so tied up in this. We play fantasy football together and all that. Make sure you find people to work with that you like and that you can cut up and it's not so serious that you can't do stuff like this. I know David and his guys a lot of Friday afternoons. Their Friday afternoons, they're talking about who's going to win this or what high school is going to win this. or Be in a place where you are where, where you like to be, where you want to be, and where, where you're you know respected. So I think that's real important. And it all comes hand in hand. But, uh, again, uh, Swampy, that's one of the ladies that work for us. I'll see you tomorrow in Baton Rouge and go hogs.